Okay, ready? Uh, yep, yep, I think I'm ready right now. Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt. I am your host. If you want to follow me on the socials, I am at Hinshaw Photo everywhere. If you want to follow the podcast, we are at Real Film Nerds everywhere. Make sure and like, subscribe, share, rate, review, especially on the iTunes. The iTunes helps us, so make sure and like the iTunes, because that seems to be where everyone downloads our podcast, all three of you. With me, There's as always, on... Oh, did I interrupt my introduction of my host? Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's totally, like, less than ten, more than three. Less than ten, more than three. All right, so we got Patrick, we got uh, Maggie, you know... The other half of Mysterious Mike, we have my mom, and on the occasion, we have my brother-in-law, Frankie Lala, so that's four, so okay, fine, you're right. Yeah. All, All right. right, so Mike, as you know, here is my co-host, Mr. Mysterious Mike from Intercourse, Pennsylvania. How are you doing today, Mr. Mysterious Mike? Uh, good, good. Um, just uh, excited to be here. And uh, hello, everybody. So, Mike, are you column number two for life? Yes, I think I am column number two for life. So, Mike, what what am I referencing when I say column number two? Is this our latest film review? What are, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about the movie Unsane. Um. This movie was directed by Steven Sotenberg. It's written by Jonathan Bernstein and James Greer. And it's starring Claire Foy, Joshua Leonard, Jay Farrow, and Juno Temple. Uh, and this movie is about a young woman is involuntarily committed to a mental institution where she is confronted by her greatest fear. But is it real or a product of her delusion? All right, Mike, you want to kick this one off, or do you want me to? Uh, no, I can kick it off. Go uh, for it. I, I, I really like this movie, and uh, I know we had a request to watch this movie, but uh, in the theaters, it came out this year, but it was barely in the theaters for very long. I don't actually think it did very well, but this is a really good movie directed by an excellent director. And, uh, Matt, I'm, I don't know if you're going to talk about some of the trivia. Are you going to talk about it? Do no, you want me to I say didn't anything? Have, no, I didn't have a chance to look any of it up. I barely got this movie watched. I've been so freaking busy this whole week. All right. So, well, I'll just bust out. This entire movie was shot on an iPhone 7S. Impressive. Impressive. I, I know you were mentioning that when uh, I was saying that we had a request. And we. I have to say... My good buddy, Mr. Patrick Breen, down in uh, Phoenix, (coughs) 
requested this movie when it was in the theaters for us to go see, but it literally was like in and out of the theaters here in Prescott in like a week, so I didn't get a chance to see it in the theaters. And now they have it on Amazon Prime. And also, Mr. Brain, other than Mysterious Mike, also got married this past month, so congratulations, Patrick, as well. Oh, neat. Yeah, congratulations. So, Mike, go ahead, continue. What what more trivia do you have on Sane, or do you want to start giving your reactions, or what? Uh, well, I have one more, one other thing. Uh, the, the movie was only shot in 10 days, and it had a uh, budget of $1.2 million. So, it was very cheap and very fast, and it was shot on an iPhone 7S. So, that's kind of neat. Um so the budget was only $1.2 million, so that means they were only able to afford three iPhones, and none of the cast or uh, production crew got paid, right? <laughs> no, I, th- I think they got paid something. I just don't think it was very, for very much. I don't, maybe, I don't know any of the how much anybody got paid or anything. but Maybe the three main stars got to keep an iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you get, you got to wonder how you didn't drop one or something when they're doing some of these films. They said they used a um, DJI gimbal. Oh yeah, and um, I know DJI gimbals very well. Yeah, and then they um, they used um, a wheelchair to get some of the motion shots when like the characters are walking and stuff. And they just followed them in a wheelchair with the the gimbal. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. But uh, other than that, there's not a lot of trivia on this movie. But, uh, man, Claire Foy has been super busy. This is her third movie this year, or released this year. Um, I'm not exactly sure when this one was shot. But she did. She was in First Man, Unsane, and um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I always forget the name. The Girl in, in the Spider's Web. Yeah, in the Spider's Web, yeah. So, yeah. Mike, since you've seen all three of them, which movie... Man, I got something. I got something tickling my throat. God, I hope I'm not getting sick like everybody at work. Oh shit! Oh no, man. I hope you're not getting That's sick not either. Good. That's really not good. Anyways, so since you have seen the three movies that Claire Foy has starred in this year, I've seen two of the three. Uh, which film do you think she did the best job in, and she will win the Academy Award for? Well, I don't think the Academy is going to watch this movie, honestly. Uh, but she did a really good job. Uh, I think if I was going to say what was her best um, role, it would be in uh, First Man. Um, and I I didn't like her as much as uh, Lisbeth Slander in um, The Girl in the Spider's Web. So, Yeah, I, I haven't seen that movie. And one of the reasons why I kind of haven't seen it is because I've read some reviews on it stating that it really isn't in the vein of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books, which I know you've read all of, but it's more of a action movie, and that's not really what the first film was, nor what the books are. Right. Um, she is an incredible character, and this uh, book was actually written by not the original author, um, it was kind of written by another guy because the original author died after he wrote the first three books, um, just walking up, up the staircase because the elevator was broken, had a heart attack and died. Um, yeah, but, uh, that's too much detail. Anyway, 
Can you say yeah. lawsuit? <laughs> well, th- th- this movie, they got rights to, to use the character and stuff, but it was just, it, it wasn't quite the same. This movie, or this book was better than the one that came out after that, and I can't remember what that one's called right off the top of my head, but uh, that one was kind of lame. So I'm not sure how the universe of Lisbeth Slander is going to k- keep going, or the Millennium series. Um, but let's get back to Unsane. I I like this movie. It's it's kind of like a mental like you're not sure what's going on in this movie. It's hard to tell if the character's crazy for real or if there is this giant kind of conspiracy going on and and one of the characters in it uh Jay Farrow who's uh Nate Hoffman uh is his uh character's name. He kind of like makes you think that it's no it's she's not crazy there's just some weird stuff that goes on in this area due to them trying to charge people's insurance and i was just like oh my gosh that's awful well and it's crazy because at first you know i thought it was going to be this mind trippy movie like most of them that i really enjoy and it stays mind trippy through the entire thing and this one i would say for me stays really just kind of like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who to believe. I don't know what to believe for probably the first, I don't know, third. And then um, there's a scene in a reveal that's in the film um, that kind of makes you go, oh, okay, so she is the sane one. Like, I, there's a definitive moment for me, at least, that I knew that was it. And it wasn't like through the rest of the movie. But then later on towards the end, shit starts getting a little weird again and you almost start questioning it again. So yeah, you're right. But I, it, it, I liked this movie a lot. I thought it was, I thought it was good. It was probably one of the darkest movies I've seen all year. And uh, I was alluding this to you earlier, Mike, that if I wrote a movie, it would probably be as dark as this one. Maybe yeah, darker. It, yeah. This movie was dark. Um, I mean, it, it's definitely, really twisted and dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely it, it's definitely pretty dark. Um, I I I don't know. I like this movie. I, I'm kind of disappointed that it slipped under the radar because it was well done, and you know, it's it's a really good director who did this. I mean, he's done all kinds of stuff like Ocean's Eleven and um, all kinds of crazy movies. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why he wanted to do this, but hey. Maybe you wanted to try something different, and man, this was way different. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was Steven Soderbergh that uh, directed it until his name popped up on screen. I'm like, whoa, really? Oh, this is going to be fun. The only thing that bothered me in the production value, and again, this is per the equipment that they used using the iPhone 7S, was when they're shooting a lot of the shots, the cinematography is beautiful. The shots are very well done. They're very nice. They're very creative. But what bothers me about it is because they used an iPhone, the lens is fixed focus. It is like uh, the aperture or the uh, focus is fixed where everything in the shot, 90% of everything in the shot is in focus. And that gets a little distracting, especially when the character you're zoomed in on one of the characters 
and they're right next to the camera and they're talking and everything in the background is in focus. And so then you start paying attention to the background, which is one of the reasons why they use, you know, shallower depths of field and things, longer lenses, stuff like that when they're doing those kind of one-on-one shots to focus on said character doing, you know, whatever. So that was the only thing that really kind of bothered me in the production value, but most people probably wouldn't notice, at least not consciously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did, I, I did kind of notice some a little bit stuff, and it's really in the beginning of the movie. Yes, when they're just doing all these kind of outdoor shots and stuff, it didn't yes. quite seem normal. Right, like uh, when she's uh, sitting on the bench having lunch, talking to her mom through an iPhone. Which, uh, I don't know about you, Mike, but I don't know how many times you call anyone on your phone using, you know, the FaceTime or whatever the hell Apple's is. Yeah, yeah, uh, Apple's is uh, FaceTime. Is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, I I never, ever, ever use that. Ever. But, hey, whatever. So I know some people do, so, whatever. But anyways, that's a good example because she's sitting there on this park bench. It's a nice shot, nice angle, nice lighting, everything. But there's a guy on another bench that's about 15 feet away sitting there doing something, and he's in perfect sharp focus, and he's moving his stuff, and that starts drawing your eye towards him, and it's just like, that's just one example. And it's throughout, like, you know, when she's first in the hospital and stuff, there's a few shots like that where there's a lot of people moving in the background, and she's giving some dialogue, and it starts getting distracting, but... That's the only downfall I see now. If you shot it with an iPhone XR with portrait mode and all that stuff, I'm sure it, we would have different results. And maybe he should do that. Maybe he should do another iPhone movie. That'd be uh, cool. I don't know, man, because I don't think – I think that portrait stuff and all that stuff is – it's good, but I think it's only for still. I don't think they can do it for um, – because they shot this in 4K. I don't think they could do it in 4K in an iPhone. Like, And I'm – an apple-y kind of guy and i don't think it it's capable yet well and you know that portrait mode is not anything physical in the camera it's all software that's added to whatever it is after the set image is done yeah um i think they are also trying to take a bunch of uh pictures kind of like you know hdr Mm -hmm. and then they're using a lot of that information too to try and make the, the effect better so yeah so, anyways, overall, Mike, you, you'd say you enjoyed this movie. It is well worth the watch on Amazon Prime Streaming if you have it. Or I got it on uh, Vudu when I was on a recent trip. I think I was on a recent trip. It was on sale on Vudu for like two or three bucks like to own it. And so I was just like, ah, screw it, and I bought it. Oh, cool, man. No, yeah, I didn't know you owned it. Yeah, um, yeah I just watched it on Prime Video. Yeah, yeah. No, I bought it because I was scrolling through. It was either at my house or it was on the plane or something. I was scrolling through Voodoo and I was like, oh, dude, I want to see that. And it was on sale. Like the, not the 4K version, but the regular HD version. I don't have a 4K screen or TV, anyways. But yeah, it was yeah, on I sale. I don't either yet. Because normally, even online, like especially something that came out this year, they'll still charge pretty close to the retail physical disc price of like 20 or 25 bucks for a Blu ray. And so it was like three, three or four dollars. I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I don't care. I'll, I'll get it." And I'm glad I did. I, it's not a wasted purchase, and now I can watch it whenever I want. I don't know if I'm going to watch it again anytime soon, but down the road, I, I would not mind watching this again. It was, it was a good movie. Yeah, no, it, it 
It was. Um, I kind of think this is kind of a cool example of what you could do with some, with a good good story and a low budget. This is kind of like almost like a what I would think of a like a film student's project, but done by like a professional, um, you know, more experienced director. But like, I feel like this could be something that almost me or you or anybody could do. Just a couple characters and a good story, and you've got yourself a great movie. So, yeah, and it's you know, it's a it's a it's a high budget indie, I guess you well not high budget, it's a high value uh, indie. You know, I mean, because Steven Soderbergh did it, and Claire Foy, and you know Jay Farrow, who's a good great actor too, and you know Joshua Leonard. I mean, they have fantastic actors throughout this film. So, yeah. It's not, you know, it's an independent, but it's, I don't know. I, I guess it's just an independent, I guess was what you would say. But it's a, it's more, more higher value and it definitely got a little bit more exposure than an independent because I remember seeing trailers for this on TV. So, yeah, this almost reminds me of a, a, another like low budget, budget directed by a fairly experienced director movie, um, The Visit. Uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan Malung Lama. M. Uh, anyway. M. Night, you mean M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong? Yes, yes. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he directed this movie Visit, and this is kind of after he had um, some bad uh, failures with uh, the movie After Earth and stuff. Anyway, it came out in 2015, and it did Gangbusters. It had four characters in it. And it was just a story, a very interesting story, and uh, I loved it. So, I mean, that it really is the story that can make the movie. You don't need all this crazy effects and stuff. Just right. a well thought out story and, and some decent shooting. You know, you know, different. You know, decent cinematography and and good actors, and you got yourself a great movie. Right, and that's you know that's one of the. Uh things that is that's why the story is such a high percentage of my rating is because if the story sucks it's a bad movie i'm sorry you can dress it up all you want but a polished turd is a polished turd <laughs> you know True. a polished turd is still a turd there you go that's what i meant yeah. to say yeah yeah there you go that, yeah that, yeah so all right mike uh, not talking about turds how does unsane relate to the marvel cinematic universe Thanks for asking, Matt. Um, this movie was, uh, you know, not very huge production and stuff, so there's not a lot of people in it. But I was able to find uh, Joseph Malik. Uh, he worked on um, Thor as a production secretary. So, um, wow, that's a deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> not even hey. a production person, a production <laughs> secretary. So he was just the paperwork dude. Yeah, but wow. hey, I found somebody. Yeah, yeah you was... did. So maybe uh, they used his iPhone. <laughs> maybe, maybe they did. Uh, I mean, you're right, Matt. They probably had maybe one, two iPhones. I don't know. Three might have been out of the budget. It's one point two mil. So that's what that's I'm like, saying. Yeah, like I think you could have like one, maybe one and a half iPhones. That's what I'm saying, dude. They're 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 expensive. I can't afford them. Their iPhones. They're yeah. Pricey. The, yeah, the, 
the newest top of the line one, I think, goes for like seventeen hundred or something ridiculous. It's just dumb. All right, so Mike, we are now at the spoiler edition of Unsane. Is there anything you really want to spoil, Michael? No. I don't want to spoil this movie because I think if we talk too much about what happens, it'll kind of ruin that experience of the movie. So, no, I don't want to spoil anything. I just want people to experience it like I did. I didn't I didn't know much about this movie besides it was directed by Steven Sotenberg and it was filmed on an iPhone 7S. That's it. So, just knowing that, I went and watched it and uh, was really surprised. It was good. I liked it. Well, but Mike, see, this is the part where people are supposed to listen if they've already seen the movie. That's what spoilers mean. Yeah, but I don't want to spoil it, man. Yeah, Do you I want know. to spoil it? No, people still listen to it, uh, you know, as it is. I was I was trying to think. There was like one scene I was going to talk about a little bit, but it's... Uh, I guess it's no big deal. You know, it's the it's the end when uh, the shit gets kind of gets turned on its head. I guess oh, is yeah, a good way to put of, it. Yeah, when kind of everything. I, I don't know because you know the the throughout the film, you're like, man, this poor girl. What the fuck is going on? And holy shit, it's really this and it's really that. And you're like, Jesus. And then it takes like a super crazy dark turn, like super <laughs> crazy dark. And I'm like, I didn't see it coming at all. Um, now, now you've got me curious. Which which part are you talking about? Are you Dude, talking I about when? Uh, it's, ah, I mean, you said you don't want to ruin it. Okay, I will say this: it's when she's in the padded room. All right, that's what I thought. All right, yeah, it because you know the whole time you're, you're thinking she's this hardcore victim, and then she turns it around. Well, shit, that just kind of ruined some of it, but. It gets, you know, she, yeah, yeah, screw it. I'm not going to, I'll just stop. (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah. Anyway, we we want our audience to experience this one because it's, if we talk too much more about it, we kind of would blow it. And if you accidentally heard it, it wouldn't be as good to watch the movie. So, especially not the first time through, because it, you know, that's one reason why, um, I mean, I read some synopsises here and there. I knew the basis of the movie that it was a, Young girl that is put in a mental institution, but the question is, is she supposed to be there or is she not supposed to be there? That's basically all I knew going in. And you, any more than that really kind of does ruin it, especially the first watch through. Yeah. So uh, watch this movie. Uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, Matt, with, uh, with that, what, what, what would you give... Uh, what would you give your reels? How many reels would you give this movie? Well, you know, I thought it was very good. The I had a, a few issues with the production stuff and everything, but the story is really just gangbusters. And that's what brought it up for me. But I would say, you know, it's above average. Um, I give it three and a half reels. Nice. Nice. Um, I, I think I'm with you. Like, this, is, this was a great story and stuff. But, you know, I'm a little bit harsher. So... I'm just going to give it three reels, but I recommend you see it. I do. Um, if you have Amazon Prime and you, you're looking for something to watch, this is this is a great movie. Um, even if you don't have Amazon Prime and somehow you can get it, I guess you pretty much have to download stuff now. There's no real rentals. Maybe it'd be at the Red Box, no, but I, I think, don't know. Yeah. 
I think they Maybe. have it at Redbox. I I know initially when it first came out a few months, a few months ago. Yeah, I think a month or two ago, I saw it at Redbox because you know where I frequently shop is the WalMarts, like everyone else that's poor. Um, and they have that big panel that in the Walmart here that has all the uh, like pictures of what movies they have. You know, just the movie posters, and one of them was Unsane. Now I'm not sure if it's up there now. But back when it first came out, you know, they had it on their list. So it might be at Redbox. It doesn't matter. This is well worth it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long Redbox keeps their movies. And I think it just depends on how well they're doing and what's coming out and all that stuff. So because they only have a finite amount of things that the, the vending machine can hold. So Right. And I'm sure they do it based on statistics, like how many people check it out for how long and stuff like that. You know, just like everything else. They yeah, use- but I you know yeah supply and demand like everything else yeah and i'm sure they look at the region though like because i'm sure certain parts of the country watch different things more often than others and stuff so yeah well that's probably their initial decision and then probably a couple weeks in they're like all right let's pull this because it's not getting the traction we thought and whatever so right all right mike well do you have anything else you would like to add about unsane um, I guess maybe we should tell them what we are going to talk about on Thursday, since this is the first pod of the week. Um, we are not doing a new movie this week. I think we alluded to that last week because there really wasn't a whole lot coming out this week. And then next week and the week after, we're going to get hit like a freaking tidal wave. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they they are basically just holding back, and then they're just going to bombard us. There's there's at least three movies I want to see next weekend. Oh, there's and at then, least three, if not four. Yeah. And then the weekend after that, I think there's like seven. So, yeah, it's it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. And I don't have a lot of time to figure, squeeze all these things in. But I'll, I'll, I'll get them in there somehow, Mike. Yeah, I just you won't all, sleep. You just have to give up Christmas, man. Just you've spend open to close on Christmas Eve or Christmas at the theater because they're open. And uh, you're just going to have to watch a marathon. You're just going to have to watch every movie they have in the screens. Well, you know I hate Christmas anyways to begin with, so bah humbug. I, I don't even have my ultimate Star Wars Christmas tree, and I don't have any Christmas lights up on the outside of the house. Your parents are going to kill me if they knew that. So, Oh, man. I put up I, I put up tree um, uh, lights a few weeks ago, and then... Uh, it did take us a little while. We we just did Christmas decorations yesterday. So, um, for the people listening in the future, uh, this this was recorded on Sunday the ninth. So, so uh, I um, don't have anyone that demands me to put up a Christmas tree or demands me to put up Christmas lights. So that just seems like a waste of a few hours that I could really use to do like work or sleep. So oh, you're so silly. I know, I know. Why sleep? Who the hell? I don't need that anymore. I'm a spring chicken, right? At heart, I guess. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Anyways, Mike. So speaking about the damned holiday known as Christmas, what movie are we talking about on Thursday to help us get in the spirit? Uh, we're talking about Fred Claus. Basically, the Christmas movie I would write, but without the happy ending. Oh, okay. All right. I was wondering how you came about choosing this movie. Um, but uh, yeah. Dude, um, I, I really enjoy Fred Claus because I love Vince Vaughn. 
Okay. Paul Giamatti does a freaking awesome job as Santa Claus. Kevin Spacey. Oh, come on, dude. This movie is just fantastic. And it's kind of dark and it has little hits of things here and there. And then it has this big happy ending. And, you know, it, it, if you don't like this movie, I mean, it, it's not quite at the level of Elf. Like, I would say Elf is probably one of my favorite Christmas movies, if not my favorite overall. It's definitely up there. But this is a close, like, third or fourth to, like, Elf. It really is. Uh, I just love this movie. All right. All right. Cool, man. Well, we again, will it's be no, talking about it's, it. It's no Die Hard, so. Yeah. No, it's no Die Hard. We've already talked about that. And we're going to talk way more about it uh, Christmas week, right? Yes, sir. That's Yeah, Christmas week. So, anyway... Um, that's our little teaser. So get ready for uh, Fred Claus on uh, Thursday. And um, do you have anything else you want to talk about, Matt? No, man. I think I'm good. All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, catch us on our next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.